it's a list of things that grown-ups hate. Video games, unicorns, graphic novels, giant toys, kids' movies, unhealthy bowels. What is the thing that grown-ups hate most? Maybe, maybe it's when they're in a trading post. <laughs> Here's a list of things that kids hate. Politeness, long lines, saying thank you. Also jokes that don't involve poop. So true! <laughs> that was a little song my son and I made up when we were walking around Disney World. So, yeah, more on that after this break on Parenting is a Joke. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It used to be chill, it's all up in smoke I think I'm still fun, parenting's a joke I was cool, oh yeah, no time to be cool Hey everybody, welcome to Parenting is a Joke. It's me, the woman who writes off her makeup as repairs on her taxes, Ophira Eisenberg. And on this show, we bring together comics to talk about their work and their career, just dig into how they are putting it all together while being a parent. How the fuck they're doing it? Because I'm struggling, friends. Mm-hmm. I need help. In today's episode, I talked to Hurry Kondabolu about his new comedy special, Vacation Baby. And here's a clip from it. I want my child to do whatever he wants to do with his life, except stand-up comedy. I want him nowhere near this criminal enterprise. My God, I'm going to invest in so much mental health, that's not going to seem possible to him, right? And if he still, if he still wants to do stand-up comedy after all that, I'm going to sit him down and I'm going to be like, Hey, do you realize how hard your grandparents had to work? So I could do stand-up comedy. What I'm telling you is the safety net is gone. You better learn to code. So we're all back from spring break. Hi. Did we survive? 
Over the 11 days of school vacation, I learned how to disassociate. Yeah, that's D-I-S-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-E. Brilliant word. Okay, so Disney. Disney. Speaking of disassociating, Disney. Disney seems like a long, long time ago, but uh, you know what? Here's my takeaway. I went on a lot more roller coasters than there were to ride on. (laughs) There were emotional roller coasters that we also seem to find. Day one, hour one, we enter the park. We see the castle. My son immediately says he wants to go to this Monsters, Inc. ride called the Laugh Floor. All right, fine. So we go. We find it. Turns out it is not a ride. It's a show. Fine. But we get in there and it's worse than a show. It's a stand-up show. How the fuck did this happen? I am in Disney World for less than one hour, and I'm at a fucking stand-up show where projected monsters are doing crowd work with an all-ages audience, and you know what? They're really good. Yeah, they're killing. It's not even 9 a.m., and they're dealing with an international crowd of seven-year-olds and their parents, and these monsters, voiced by real people, obviously, They're doing insulting crowd work and adding in little jokes, and they are making people laugh. You know what? I laughed, and I was mad at myself for laughing. That's a very complicated emotion, being angry at yourself for enjoying something, because it is almost mocking the craft you have sold your entire life to. I kept flipping in between, why do I even try? Also, how do I get this job? I was in Disney. And all I could think was, who books this? I bet that pay is good. I bet they're probably getting benefits. Maybe I would trade a room full of drunk 22-year-olds at 9 p.m. for over-sugared 10-year-olds at 9 a.m. So that was my roller coaster. Mm. Here are my broad conclusions. Now, we bought our son an iPad before we got to Disney because... We figured he wanted to play on it while we're in lines. Someone suggested that, and he downloaded these little games. He loves his iPad. You know what? Looking back, that's what we should have done. We should have just let him spend one full day in the hotel room on his iPad with a babysitter, and then I could have done Mushrooms with the Monsters Inc. cast and gone to Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride over and over and over again. And everyone would have said that they had the happiest day on earth. Something to look forward to. Speaking of looking forward, after the break, I talked to the very funny Hurry Kondabolu. And I just have to add this note. I am as insecure as the best of them. My default is usually that everyone hates me. I laugh saying it, but it's true. Uh, Yeah, I go to therapy. Okay, we talk about it all the time. I was actually thinking of doing a podcast called Why Do You Hate Me?, where I bring on different comics and people I've encountered over the years in the entertainment field, and I just get to the bottom of this. So I actually thought that Hurry didn't like me, and I was a tad surprised when he was pitched for the show, but I'm a fan of his, and he's great, and I was like, you know what? I want him on. So off mic, we talked about it. I told him that I didn't think he liked me very much, but I was so glad he came by. And he came back with, what? I didn't think you liked me. Classic, right? But I wanted to clear it up. 
because you know what? We're parents now. We have no time for this bullshit. And we did. And he was an amazing guest. We had a great conversation about working and being a parent. So everyone enjoy my friend, Hurry Kondabolu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. excited for today's guest once again in person 
I like mentioning that. Yeah. Uh, he's got a brand new comedy special and album that just came out last week called Vacation Baby. It is great. You can watch it on YouTube. Sitting with me in studio is Hurry Kondabolu. Hello. Hi. Ophir, it's good to see you. So first of all, I got to say, if you're okay with sharing this. Go ahead. What is the age of your child? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Do you share the name of your child or do you not? I've been like split on it. Okay. Um, I get it. Yeah. Cause it's tricky. Cause it's almost like if I remain at this level of celebrity, it will not make any difference whatsoever. <laughs> My child is safe. But if I, for some, I don't know how it would happen, but if I did get somewhat more famous, it would be more scary to have yeah. a name out there. The question is really, Harry, are you betting on yourself yeah, or not? Yeah, I would bet on yourself, baby. That's what I, <laughs> I think I will share his name. His name is Arjun. That's a great name. I love that. Uh, hero from the Mahabharata. Yes. Uh, okay, I love it. You went for a hero name. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you were reading your kids' books, your yeah. kid books, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Uh, I don't know what your feelings are on children's literature for that age group. There is a range. <laughs> You read some of the older stuff and it's either like really bland. upsetting or bland. Very upsetting. You're right. A lot of tragedy just like thrown in there. I mean, eaten. I <laughs> the wolves eating people and stuff. I'm like, geez. Before Lucas could read, if something that I didn't want to deal with came on the page, I would just make it up. Right. Well, I tried to do that with, uh, you know, a Pierre, Pierre, I don't care. Like, okay. you know, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the lion eats him. Yeah, and, and I'm like, and, and there's a part where he's like, <laughs> like talking about death. Oh, Pierre is dead, and I'm like, I can't. No. So I change it to Pierre is not here right now. <laughs> That's exactly. Pierre what? is missing. I wonder where Pierre is. <laughs> he's he accidentally ended up in the stomach of the lion. Like it's just like, and I, I'm like, I can't read this to my kid. Brutal. Yeah. It's right. Just too, yeah. How do I explain death? What does death mean? Disney will do that for you. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to play a quick game with you. Sure. It's a true-false game. Yeah. I'm going to describe a children's book character, and you just tell me if it's uh, real or just we wrote it for fun. Okay. Okay. A bored fetus. This bored fetus has nothing to do while waiting to be born. Well, you know, I guess we're in an era now <laughs> where maybe we don't want to just keep saying the stork. Right. We yes. want to make it a bit more realistic. So like, how do we do that? Like when I was a kid, like I knew like my, my mom was a doctor. So it's sperm and eggs. Had no idea how they got there. They just no idea. told you your parents. Yeah, but they didn't explain the sex part. They <laughs> mom explained their sperm and eggs. I'm like, how do they get there? Then what happens? It was just that. Um, so I'd imagine it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah and there's like some lines in it like, mom, there's nothing to do in here. <sighs> You're eating and drinking all day. You're chilling. It's like it's it's such a good life. Like it's it, a great life. It, as soon as you get it gets so hard from the moment you get out of there, you're screaming. Lighting alone. Ugh. Lighting alone. All right. Yoga bunny. This is a gentle white rabbit on a mission to do yoga with other forest animals who are disinterested. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. That is real. Bet you I know the Brooklyn author who wrote it, too. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it is an instruction manual and a story wrapped up in one. My kid was doing Downward Dog the other day, and I'm like, I did not teach you that. <laughs> I'm like, daycare. They've, they've oh, yeah. yoga, oh, they do yoga, which is great. I should have been doing yoga that young. I don't remember one calming down technique in any of my education, other than being punished and being told to sit down and, yeah. and be quiet. But my mother, this is pretty, some dark old school parenting. If I fell, 
Yeah. She would say, that's God telling you you're going too fast. Oh, God. <laughs> my mom, whenever me and my brother would get in trouble, would pick up the phone and say she was calling adoption. No. And, and oh. it, it was her go-to for years. And this is the difference between me and my brother. Like, I cried and cried, Mom, I'm sorry. Please don't send this away. My brother's two and a half years younger than I am. And by the time he was like three, he finally was like, I picked up the phone. Nobody's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. How about the little monkey? A young monkey who is so proud of his own pee that he opens a peeing circus. Oh, that's tricky. Okay. Initially, I'm like, okay, there's an animal in it. Yep. Right. And there's a lot of books about teaching kids how to potty train. Oh, yeah. So, the, But the idea of peeing circus implies it's public, which is creepy and weird. So I'm going to say no. All right. Well, the author is Dutch. Oh, brother. <laughs> you, that's not fair. You didn't say that up front. If you said this next Dutch book, and I'm like, okay, yeah. What well, goes down in Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, this book is called Little Monkey's Big Peeing Circus. Yeah. Published in English. Author is Dutch. Yeah. What more do we need to say? All right. Here's the last one. Pink Eye. The character is called Pink Eye, a yeah. bloodshot eyeball who wears a tutu and ballet slippers and wants to overthrow the government. I mean, after the, the last one, I'm kind of thrown. <laughs> That's I've, true. Um, That's how we do it. I mean, it sounds like something I would write. Well. But I'm going to say True. That one's false. Ah. But you've just set yourself up with your next mission. <laughs> You're going to have to write it. You're going to have to write it. How are you doing with the illnesses? Your yeah. son is going to preschool good, or daycare. daycare. Yeah. I mean, we've had a good stretch. This is the best stretch we've ever <laughs> Knocking. Yeah. I'm knocking. Uh, he was born in San Diego. We went there in the middle of the pandemic when we, you know, because we were pregnant during the pandemic. And yeah. He flew cross country at least three times before he turned one. Never got sick. First week of daycare, we got COVID. Oh, it's exactly how it goes. And got, Back he in got New York. sick every three weeks. Mm -hmm. And this is like, okay, I'm like, his immunity. They kept saying it's for the immunity. I'm like, I don't know. And this is finally, I'm like, oh, he's, he's all right. He's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. You had a child during the pandemic as your comedy special which is very funny i watched it oh. uh talks about vacation baby the title is based on the fact that you well, he wasn't conceived during covid <laughs> that's right like so he's a honolulu ritz carlton vacation baby oh only the best okay so when you when you find out that you're having a baby yeah. and you and then there's a shutdown and you are looking at the calendar and realizing your due date oh i mean i mean well the thing is initially like it's like well this thing will go away in a few right. weeks Right. Like right. It's, it'll be a month and we'll be. I feel so bad for the people who are having kids this month. Like, no, no idea. Right. You're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. We escaped this. Oh, it's not going to be two years. Like, wh what is this? 1912? <laughs> Why would this happen? <laughs> and it happened. Were you in the room for the delivery? Were you able to do that? I was. OK. I was, which was great because, I mean, things look dire because, you know, we lived in a studio apartment together. So we were yeah. trapped in a studio apartment Ugh. like while she was pregnant and 
We're spraying down groceries. Oh my god, and... showering with vegetables. Oh, I mean, was that a thing? <laughs> I feel like, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, I should try that. Um, it was. I mean, it was terrifying. Like, what if the baby gets sick? And what is it, if there is a vaccine? Will the kid get sick? If, I know. It, what went in utero? Like, there was all sorts of questions. Like, it was just a very frightening time. So. I mean, as much as I have opinions on San Diego and they're not positive, which I think from the special, you can, you, yeah, right. but, but it was incredible to be there and feel like safe. And then, and, and the it's, hospital was incredible. It wasn't like what New York was dealing with, with like everyone overloaded dying around you and, and it's awful and yeah. sad. And it was a good decision. Why Our, did you come back to New York? If I may ask after, <laughs> um, because I we couldn't stay there. Yeah, I mean San Diego's nice for a vacation. It's nice going to the beach is fun. Do you know what I mean? Being able to not have to think too hard. <laughs> That's great for a little while, but like I'm not I'm not built like that. I was born and raised here. What is, is this? I don't, I don't mean to kill your buzz, but Ukraine, huh? Like, you, you can't like what are you? What nobody was talking about what was happening in the world. Yeah, but do you ever think of getting out of New York now that you? Uh, I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> that has been a. I mean, I was thinking about getting out of New York before I had a. Yeah, I'm from New York. I was born yeah. and raised in Queens, and like, you know, it's brutal coming back here as, in my mid twenties and trying to pursue something uh, to be foolish enough to have a dream. I know. Um, brutal place. It's a brutal, expensive place, and um, having a kid. You know, we have a three bedroom, but not really. They right. call it a three bedroom. Like. Look, this is a two bedroom barely, and you decide to put a wall in one of the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is uh, a, a very tiny office and something only a dog or a child could live in, <laughs> and 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 a bedroom. So, I mean, it's hard. You know, we're we're right near Prospect Park, which is great. Yeah, but like, there's something to be said about a backyard. There's something to be said about just space and rooms and. The idea of land that you own and paying into a mortgage as opposed to rent, like right. the amount of money we we just pay blow. For the rent went down when we found we moved back from San Diego. We get this apartment we never could have afforded across the street from my old studio, like incredible, quote unquote, three bedrooms. Yeah. And it's affordable because the rent was chopped so much because That's of right, COVID. everyone left. And I'm like, great. This last year, dude raised it four hundred dollars a month, a month. Oh my! And I even called him. I'm like, I have a small, I have a small kid. Like we just moved. Like we're we just had a kid. Like we can't raise. And he's like, I understand, but you know, it's a three bedroom. <laughs> You're like, no. Did your partner have a uh, baby shower or not because no. of pandemic? We both wished we had some normalcy, like buying clothes in person. <laughs> going to a baby store, buying like you know what I mean, like yeah. the cute little magic. Nobody does that though. Really, what you that's what we imagine doing. Like going, we're gonna pick out stuff for the kid. And imagine what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, I will say the fact we had a registry. I, I don't. I've never shared this, but Phoebe Robinson bought my kid a crib. <gasps> She's like, "What's your dream crib?" And I'm like, "Phoebe, Phoebe, I'm, you're not gonna get my dream. You realize how much that." And I'm like, "She just she doesn't have kids. She doesn't understand how much yeah, that is." Yeah, these things can be. Yeah, and I'm like, "Phoebe, no." It's and I sent her a link. Like, this is ridiculous. She bought the dream yes. crib for us. I could not believe it. Like, you it, better have more than one kid. That cri- cri- crib oh, needs some mileage. I mean, it, it converts into a a bed, sure which is does. great. So, yeah, yeah. It was, but still, you're right. No, it's 
part of me is like, can we convert it into something else after that in case we don't have another kid? Because it feels wasteful. You live in this neighborhood of Brooklyn. You're going to be able to resell that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we found our stroller just abandoned. No. It's a really nice stroller. We had bought a used up a baby. Sure. And it was not maneuverable. Like it was like it was like a, it was like a, the SUV yeah. of strollers. And I felt really cool. Like, look at this. Like, like I got the, I got one of the big guns. I won't tell you it's used, but it's used. But it's, it's one of the big. They guns. have massive tires on them. Massive. Right? And it was. I'm like, we're not doing an all terrain thing. <laughs> like we're focusing mostly <laughs> on maybe the grass occasionally when we're in the park. And then I found this abandoned one and. I think it was abandoned. There's also the risk that somebody just left it there and was going. Oh, my. What? They went in for a coffee and they you were like, Ooh, either, hey, stuff. hey, finders keepers <laughs> is legal in, in, in this neighborhood. People leave things out all the time. No, I, I do think or I hope my dad keeps buying my kid things as grandparents do. But I'm like, there's no room. You bought him. He bought him one of those, you know, those cars yes. where you can push. In the, first yes. of all, there's no room in in the so-called three bedroom. Right. There is no oh room God. for this, even though he loves it. And secondly, every time we go to the park, do you realize he's just surrounded by kids who want to use it? Oh, yeah. And then I got to negotiate with him about sharing. And he finally is OK. But then some kid goes into the trunk. Which, why would you go into the trunk? There's a trunk. There's a trunk. It's in the front of the car. Okay. It's like this, like the kid. Is it Alfa Romeo? What is this? It's, it's, it's just one of the, I don't remember the company, but it's just, you know, you hold the handle and you push it. And like, and of course the kid's like, he's like, I'm letting you play with the thing. I leave the cookies in the trunk. I leave the bottle in the trunk. I leave a couple of toys in the trunk. All right. Those are the valuables. I'm letting you use the car. Don't mess with the Don't trunk. Don't go in the trunk. Uh, but I had the same thing where the grandparents and even my older brother were buying us just the biggest toys oh, that were, God. I mean, they were insulting to receive because I was like, I get it. I've not achieved a room where we can put this massive play where cube. Where does this giant or- teddy bear go? <laughs> in the crib? Is that where, where does the kids sleep then? <laughs> oh, exactly. But no, on top the- of the teddy bear. Right. Yeah, that's the mattress. That teddy bear is now your mattress. The living room, by the way, is not ours anymore. Oh, I'm surprised you think anything's yours. <laughs> I, when we were pregnant, we had, you know, I mean, we were so we moved into the place. We were excited. And part of me was like, we probably shouldn't buy nice things. But like, this is our first apartment we moved because the first apartment, the studio, she moved into my place. This was like our oh, first yeah. apartment together. And like... We're like, okay, we're going to get a nice table with leaves so we can have big dinner parties and we'll get this really oh fancy, God. like, and I love this fantasy. Oh, this is so great. And God, it's so scratch. They're both ruined. And, and I've decided like they're going to be ours for the, till he's at least 10 because I'm, we're not getting something new. Oh, I, I don't know what happened to me. Some chemical change in my body made me get a new couch when my son Why was would you do one. Oh, no. <laughs> The no. other one had wear and tear, and I was just like, I can't stand it anymore. Uh, yeah, so we have an old couch. My new couch is an old couch. Oh, my. <laughs> Immediately. My, I've had the same couch since I was in my mid-20s. <laughs> and I'm ref- and, and like my partner's like, we need to get a new I'm like, why? Why? Why do we need a new one? Like, this one is meant to be destroyed. It should have been destroyed years ago anyway. Let the kid just paint. He's painted on it. Yeah. He's spilled all sorts of stuff. It doesn't matter anymore. No. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In your special, you talk about you always wanted to be a father. Yes. Always. (laughs) I'm one of those, I don't even know if this is the type, but in high school, like, to probably sometime in my mid to late 20s, I, like, bought the romantic comedy version of life. And I very much, I never, like, like my daydreams when I imagined having a girlfriend never had to do, well, that's not true. This is half-truth. 
it wasn't primarily about sex, like as most teenagers. Sure. It, it was about getting married and having a kid. Oh. It was always that. It was starting a family. And that was always a part of it. And whenever I date somebody, that was the first thing. Like, could I, you know, I mean, you're in your 20s when that is not a realistic way to approach things. But that's how I approach things. I, that's what I always wanted. And, uh, you know, I think New York and life beat some of that out of me. Sure. I had a, a pretty rough breakup in 2015 and, you know, especially being in my thirties at that point, I'm like, I want to, I really want a kid. Like I really, really want a kid. And like, I have no idea how that's going to happen and when that's going to happen. And I'm not, I don't even know when I'm going to be ready for a relationship again. And is it weird if I get a surrogate and have a kid just for me to raise? Is that a thing? We didn't plan to get pregnant. So when it happened, you know, we, there was a discussion. It wasn't just like a yes immediately, which, you know, it was the hardest discussion, you know, like because sure. um, at that point we'd been together maybe two years. Yeah. Yeah. Two years at that point. And, you know, it's up and down, you know, it's a good relationship. But like, you know, like, are we ready to do this? But it's like. I'm in my late 30s, you're in your mid 30s. We both want children and you have the discussion of if things don't work, do we want to co-parent? Is a child a, such a blessing that you know, we need to do this? And the answer was yes. You know, like and it was hard it was so hard because it it really forces you to question the strength of your relationship. It forces you to think what if things don't work out? Yeah. Like, how much do I want this child? And the answer was we absolutely did, because who knows when you like we have so many friends who are struggling to have children. I know. And, going and then it through, just happens. It just happens. And I'm, we're not supposed to like it just felt wrong to not. And so you know, best thing that ever happened. Best, best thing that ever happened. That trip to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not going to see Hawaii again for another two decades, probably. But that it's so far <laughs> had no idea that that was going to be the last hurrah. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a last hurrah, but it but it will be. But it, well, it was definitely a hurrah. It was a hurrah. <laughs> yeah, he's the best thing that that's ever happened. You have a line about ruining your life by having a kid. And I will tell you, my mother growing up, she always said to me, never get married and never have kids. It will ruin your life. Like, you know, when they say, oh, they, they were bad parents. A lot of times it's because they refused for that life to be gone. They were <laughs> yes, exactly. desperately fighting to still. I'm still going out. I'm still doing stuff. Yeah. You know? But like and it's not, you know, you know, our jobs are to go out. We do shows at night. Like, I mean, I don't do many shows in New York anymore because, like, if I'm going to tour, I mean, something has to give. And that, and I still have, I want to spend time with my kid and my partner. So a lot of the New York shows have, have gone, gone by away. the wayside, which I'm like, well, I'm also 40. I've paid my dues. I don't need to do it. But anymore, how do you stay you know? nimble for when you go on the road? Oh, God. I mean, it's incredibly hard. I think one thing is I'll do new material nights that I used to only do in Seattle. I'd fly cross country to do them because I started in Seattle. Yeah. I love those crowds. And I never wanted to do it in New York because I just felt like oh, New York is just so much harder. And I never wanted people to judge me by like raw material. Different pressure. And at this point, I'm like, I don't ha like I can't be precious. I have a kid. I can't be precious like that anymore. So I'll do new material nights at Union Hall mm -hmm. once every few months. And then I'll, maybe I'll do a set or two a month, which is not nearly enough. And it also means when I go back on the road, like the first two shows I, I did for this spring, one was in Worcester, one was in Eugene. They were work. <laughs> 
they were work because jokes I, I even jokes i've done for a couple of years if you haven't done them in six months like you're it's all off it's all off and plus you have material you want to work on and like you don't treat it like an open mic when people are paying but at the same time like you still got to do it somehow it's hard and it it means that you can't like the the culture that comes with stand up, the community that comes with it. Yes, you have to be willing to give some of that up, which you know I thought would be easy, especially after the pandemic, where I didn't have that anyway. But like, there's something about like checking into work. It's the hang. Yeah, and it's come up a few times. The hang, which you age out of a little bit. So and, yes. and just professionally, you age out because I know when I moved here too, and I was just trying to ingratiate myself, and I was making no money. Yeah. I, I hung out after every show, before and after every Which show, I hated all the time. Even th- them, because it was like I had to hang out with this <laughs> bum so I could get booked on his show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go to this diner. And then you, if you you know get to the point where you're looking at more like spots, this is a workout, so you're yeah. doing many a night. You're not hanging out as much because you're going in. And then there's the late night hang where yeah. that is for a parent. That is like, oh, I can't do that. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I do. I asked to go first. I never asked to go first before. I hated going first. Like I wanted to go take the bullet. You got to you got to make the show happen. I'm like, I'll go. I'll go for put me up early. I had to go back. Me, me and my partner are going to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, and I'm not missing Ted Lasso. You're going to put me up first. <laughs> it was used to be so romantic. Over here. When the thoughts come to me, they will come to me. In the shower, when I go for a walk, mm-hmm. when oh. I have all my free time in the day, and I'll write them down and mull on it, and eventually the act will come to. I don't have time for that. <laughs> as soon as I got on the road for the first time in two plus years, I decided I'm shooting a special in June. Yeah, it is now March. That was very we, ambitious, by we, the way. Oh, I've especially after not doing stand up for so long, and I'm like, I'm getting it done because I don't have time. This material is going to be ridiculous because it was about him being born. And I need to put something out because it's been two years and it has to do well. And I have to push it because I have a kid. Yep. And this can't be a romantic idea. It has to. And not to say the material has to be rubbish and, and that it can't. I can't still put the same amount of thought I put in. Like I can't you know, I still have to love the stuff, but it, I can't be like, mm, let me wait another year until it's. No, get it done. Get it move done. on to the next thing. You have other things. Pitch more shows. Write more things. Your day has to be spent working. You're not free during the day. It's not romantic. 90% of the time when I'm home, I do the morning shift. I do the, and, and that could be 5.30 if we're in a bad stretch. Recently, it's been 6.37. Wonderful. But usually it's been 6 most consistently because she has like a regular 9 to 5. So I do do the mornings. When I'm not home, it's all her, which is, I can't even imagine how brutal that is, right? Yeah. I do that shift, but afterwards I'm like exhausted and I crash and then so tiring. So then the day ends up starting at like 10 because I woke up at five and I don't I can't let it start at 10 before 10 is that's reasonable. Oh, yeah. What, I have to what pick them up at daycare 10? at three thirty. I know. And, and then it's over. Isn't then it? the day's over. The day's over to, until six thirty. Oh. Not six thirty. Depends if six thirty. If my partner is going to do bedtime. But it's always a shared thing because he wants a shared thing too. mommy has to do the bath. If daddy does the bath. I'll put up with it, but daddy's <laughs> going to be fast about the bath and he's not going to hang out the same way. And then it's I read the stories and mommy comes in with the milk after I yell, mommy, it's time for milk. And then mommy kisses us goodnight. And then daddy sings alternative music from the 90s. <laughs> 
the kid when the kid is singing losing my religion with me I'm, i can't tell you every night he wants to close on in the garage like weezer's in the garage i'm like what do you want to close with in the garage again i want to do in the garage I'm, and i'm pretending that i don't want to sing it you're raising him. a dad i it's incredible <laughs> you're raising a little dad we're our lullaby is singing in, we're yelling at the top in the garage where i feel sa-. it's the oh my god it's like the dr- it was 14 year old me's dream of a child I'm going to sing Weezer with my kid. Oh and my it actually happened. Daddy, what's a garage? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. If daddy's successful enough, you'll find out what one is. Otherwise, it's going to be whatever parking spot we can find. <laughs> That's right. It's so. a parking spot. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Hurry. I just love talking to you about your this dadship. was cathartic. <laughs> I mean, just to talk to another human being is cathartic. To talk to another comic is cathartic. To talk to another parent is is cathartic. Thank you. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And I have a favor. We would love to keep making more episodes of this show, but we need your help. Please spread the word. Tell a friend or two to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't yet, hey, welcome. Nice to see you. Please subscribe. And, you know, let someone else know. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at Parenting is a Joke. You can follow us on Twitter at Parenting Joke. We also have a monthly newsletter that you can join. It has updates, tips, tricks, games. Go to Parenting is a Joke pod to sign up for that. And this just in, big news. If you're in New York in early June, and by that I mean June 6th in New York, Come to the Bell House in Brooklyn for a live show of this podcast. It's going to be so much fun. More details can be found at parentingisajokepod.com. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox and Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. And I'll leave you with a little outtake from my conversation with Hurry. It's weird as a Indian American who's chosen unconventional path, and now I'm the one who's like, I want my kid to be a doctor. Isn't that interesting? I mean, generationally, they say this this is exactly the pattern, how it swings really? like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, in your special, you talk a lot about your parents' expectations. Do you ever think about, even just with a little tiny kid, the kind of expectations you want to put on your child i don't know stem classes at three years old i mean i i want the kid to play sports okay there is a part of me that wants him to be good at sports because i wasn't and that's that's a nerd projecting on their child like please be good at this and be be the jock that's also secretly a nerd that's kind to the nerds be the bridge that brings those communities together i don't want him to get into this industry like that i know for certain <laughs> like i i don't want him anywhere near this hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail Katz. this time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with radhi devlukia on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner david David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 